welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of hitherto's and a whole lot of Y4s. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, almost birthday boy Chuck Bailey and birthday boy Ian Stimson! <laughs> Gentlemen, it is birthday week. I can only assume Happy that you are both drunk. To you. I am drinking, but I am drinking a 2% Rattler. Because I want it to feel like <laughs> summer in my mouth. Uh, I'm driving, guys, so that's fair enough. Ian, how many pints of wine in are you right now? <laughs> like we... a Sam Allardyce situation. Where are we? Are we? Are we past Allardyce, and are we up to Ashley yet? Are we? Are we quite there? <laughs> no, not quite. I'm not vomiting in the fireplace. Okay, just yet. Pencil that in for nine p.m. Um, no, I'm, I'm three quarts of a bottle of wine in. Um, you, you know, it's good times. I'm, you're only thirty-eight once. You know. Yeah. So. Well. You've been saying you're 38 for years. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Chuck. I was about to make that joke. Excellent. Excellent. Welcome. Okay, so this is one, right? So someone at work came in the other day and said, oh, how was everyone's Christmas? And uh, did you have any sort of positive cases over Christmas? And I said, "Um, oh, well, I said my son tested positive before Christmas, so that didn't help. And uh, his response was, oh, could he not come home for Christmas then? The assumption being I had an (laughs) 18-year-old son an adult son i was absolutely furious mm. i mean you have a kid at 20 you'd have an 18 year old right now 20's not that insanely young look at me i didn't get, i wasn't having sex at 20 <laughs> <laughs> you're not having sex at 38 exactly. uh, it was a very short window <laughs> yeah we know we've heard um <laughs> Yeah, it is the birthday, so let's let's try to get this out of the way so you can go back to celebrating and enjoying yourself. <laughs> celebrating! Um, oh, speaking of speaking of celebrating, um, I know it's not Premier League, but all three mop teams won this weekend. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's right. The FA Cup or League Cup, one of the two. I don't know. I didn't watch <laughs> FA Cup. Chelsea beat some team with a C. League Cup, League Cup. Chelsea also in it. Yeah, one against Tottenham. There you go. Uh, so you're in the, the Carabao cups. FA the Cup. Cups. Yeah, you beat Chesterfield. Uh, just the five-one. Chesterfield celebrated the, the sixth goal as if it was a winner. Um, well, good on not every day you get to score on the reigning European champions, you know. Um, yeah, I'm behind that. Um, Swindon as well scoring against Man City, and had a lovely old, uh, lovely old night by the looks of it. You've got mm. to celebrate when you score against a team like Man City or Chelsea. Of course you have. Yeah, as long as they didn't do a lap of honor, Ian is totally fine with them celebrating. I would ex- that's an achievement. I would accept a lap of honor. I need some <laughs> achievement for there to be a lap of honor. Would, would uh, if there had been another lap of honor at St James's Park where Cambridge won? Maybe they might have been home. Who knows? Um, no, it was at St James's Park. Would you have been fine with that after Cambridge United knocked out the richest club in the world? What if Cambridge did a lap of honor? Yeah, if Cambridge did a lap of honor, is that acceptable? No, because Cambridge are disgusting scummers. They can't. They can't do that. They're not allowed. Oh, okay. That. So we're not. I'm just trying to gauge where no, we're of at course, on the pyramid. Of course, that would be fine. If where are Cambridge? League two. There's one, fifty. Whatever. If we look at the league, there are fifty nine. 59 places between them in the league Obviously structure. Obviously, that's fine if Cambridge want to have a lap of honour. I mean, yeah. I hate Cambridge, but that's fine, yeah. Not as good as Kidderminster. Um, <laughs> yes, that's the name of a place, um, Oscar, who beat Reading. <laughs> Thanks. And there's 79 places between them. They are non-league. They are non-league. Uh, who did Pete, Who did Peter beat? Peter beat Bristol Rovers, uh, League 2 Bristol Rovers. So what, I, I know Bristol know. Rovers. I've heard of them. Nice, and yeah, um, we we beat racism, so 
That's who yes. Palace beat. You, yeah, exactly. Yours is the greatest victory. Racists, homophobes, you can all fuck off, you <laughs> bunch of c- Yep, all, any and all of those things. Absolutely 110%. Yeah. Cheers. And Nottingham Forest beat Arsenal, so... <laughs> That's the biggest upset. Let's face Is it. that really a thing? My goodness, I don't keep up yeah. with the FA Cup or the Cup results because I don't like. I don't care. Fun weekend, mate. Is a fun weekend. Oh my goodness! Any other craziness? Is, uh, is Liverpool still around? Is uh, what happened with United? Liverpool were one nil down to Strawberry Town, but they <laughs> lo- Strawberry Town lost in the end. Um, mm. Morecambe were one nil up against Spurs until like the 79th minute, but then lost three one. Everton made a meal of whole city, didn't they? Yeah. Did they win that? Oh, yeah. Everton won. Everton won. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did, didn't they? Um, Barrow. Yeah, that's a place, not just a garden <laughs> instrument. Um, sure, sure, sure. Were 2-0 de- and, and a man down to Barnsley. And then there were five goals in the last 12 minutes of the game that made it go to four all. <laughs> and then um, it finished five, four after extra time. Just, just glorious. Just so much fun. Burnley went out to Huddersfield as well. Huddersfield. Huddersfield. H- Huddersfield. 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 So um... goodness. Mm-mm-mm. Well, some or all of those teams will. Uh, no, no, not all of those teams, but some of those teams <laughs> will feature momentarily. Um, because we're going to get to our very special episode. Actually, I'm excited for this one. We do this once a year. It's wrapping up the tinsel window, giving grades to all 20 teams over the crazy fixture holiday period. But I need to do my second intro, and I don't have a natural transition to it this week, so I'm just going to blurt it out. Uh, if you are joining us for the first time, thank you. We are very happy to have you. We are man- one American and two Brits, and we try to talk about the Premier League, but often get distracted. Uh, if you're back, thanks. We love you. We appreciate it. Five-star review right now. Instantly, right now. Uh, Patreon.com slash pod. Join us on the Slack. Get some spreadsheets, maybe some socks, depending on your level of income and willingness to part with said income. <laughs> For this one. Fuck me, you are good at this now, Oscar. You are so good at this now. Slick. It's all, it's my Americanness. We're naturally inclined towards commercialism. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, this week we're just doing grading the tinsel window. So I figured we would run backwards up the table in expected points order because, of course. How long is the tinsel window? So this is something we've coined. This is the, the festive fixtures. How long. How long are we going back? I say, I say, we. I think I, I think I coined that. Um, Unbelievable. Credit do yes. No, that's a great one. That is like something that's going to stick. I think the tinsel window. That so. and pomegranates. That's what we'll be known for at the <laughs> autopsy. Um, no, cool. we, good to we, know we're individually copyrighted what we say. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fruit. Um, <laughs> we came up with it because, <laughs> as we all know, the the. December window is chaos and so you've got back-to-back fixtures and game weeks that just run all the way through and so we kind of take a bit of a, a wider lens look at that period to see who actually won that period who did badly <laughs> and whether they deserve to or not obviously the massive caveat we all have here because we don't want to keep apologizing for it every time is that loads of fixtures didn't happen I think it was like 15 or so didn't happen um, across this period so the games do range from four till s- to seven matches played so a bit of a pinch of salt with some of these numbers but fuck it we're going to talk about it anyway yeah so Ian to directly answer your question I have the cutoff happening at December 10 sounds like Chuck may have had it at December 4 potentially December the 3rd December 3rd okay I did it for the 10th because from there that's when the there's no more than two days between scheduled 
fixtures after that? There was a little midweek break I based, that week. I based all of the quiz off it starting on December 3rd. <laughs> okay, so we are starting on December 3rd then, which means City played seven matches and Chelsea played seven matches. Thank you. All right, well, Ian, we have decided to start with December 3rd. Understood. <laughs> and that is because there are no more than three I days between things. scheduled fixtures from that December 3rd date to... This recent break. Chuck's got Radler all over his mic. <laughs> yep, I got an actual spit take. I love it. I love it. I love it. That makes I'll me be, happier I'll than anything else. I'll be a can as well. All up there. Right up there. <laughs> Nostrils. <laughs> Just start talking about how shit Watford are, okay? Yeah, all right. So going backwards up the table in expected points order we got Watford and Norwich I'm just gonna put them both in last place because they both got zero points zero and less than two expected points uh Watford on one expected point and Norwich on 1.8 expected points over that time frame uh three goals scored between the two of them Norwich did not score at all three goals scored between two teams over nine games (laughs) yeah in a month and a crowded Mm. month at that wow yeah they're bad uh, F minus minus for both of them. Do you, either of you disagree on any level? No, of co- no. Of course it, not. <laughs> it's it's kind of the, just to, you know, don't want to dwell on it too much, but it is kind of fun when all of the stats and reality both point to who is really <laughs> shit. Like, they're in the bottom three for the whole season, and then for the tinsel window, they're the bottom two, unexpected and actual. And so it's just like completely vindicated and fine in saying how shit they both are. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um... From one shit team to the next, then I guess we'll just keep going up the table. We had 18th place Burnley, one point over the Tinsel window, 2.7 expected points, two goals scored, seven conceded, not that much, um, and just really bad. Uh, Really, really, really bad as usual. It is Burnley. Are we getting increasingly worried about Burnley going down? Well, defined worried. I think Chuck decided that... Teams like Burnley and Wolverhampton Wanderers at the minute, we're just we're just done with these teams at the minute. Uh, yeah, that are I just don't see dull it, football. It's, it's frustrating that only three teams go down this year. It, we, yeah, it, it is annoying. You're absolutely I, right. But I also shouldn't complain that there are four teams that are so shit that, like, I mean, Palace haven't got six points against all of them. Hell, I think we've only played two of them. So we've played three games and got five points in those three games, but. You know, so it's nice to have the gimmies of points, but just from the neutral perspective of having those teams in, like, fuck. Mm. Fuck. And Burnley have scraped along for so long now, defying all of the odds that I think most people just won't feel like they should just go away for a bit. Absolutely. I'd have no problem with Burnley going down at all. And have you heard the hilarious news that um, Newcastle are looking at triggering the release clause that is apparently in for Chris Wood so they would be able to take Wood off of their uh, relegation rivals because there's apparently a release clause that they can trigger for I don't know 20 yeah. something million I mean uh, yeah well that yeah Woods Chris Wood's going to solve all of Newcastle's problems obviously but because no one else wants to go to Newcastle because no one else wants to go to Newcastle they all put Saudi flags in their fucking Twitter handles they all walked around wearing dressing up as Arab men to realise oh shit it's not career mode people actually want to need to want to come to us you know what I mean it's amazing so, yeah. Anyway, but that's, I just thought it was funny that one of their actually decent players could be nicked by a relegation rival. Here's a question, not to jump ahead a little bit because we'll touch on this team. Would the two out of, you know, we assume Norwich and Watford are just gone, right, basically because of stats and whatever. Would you rather yep. Would you rather Burnley or Newcastle go down? Burnley. 
Any day, every day, all day. I fucking hate Burnley. Be gone already. Go away. I hate but, Burnley. But for the comedy, surely Newcastle. Oh, God. Oh. Richest club in the world. <laughs> taken over. We're going on about buying Mbappe, Holland, um, singing songs about we've got Lionel Messi washing the cups. You know, it, like saying about how rich they are. Yeah. How good would it be if Newcastle got relegated? Yeah, that'd be pretty enjoyable. A little bit of karmic justice, too, for, you know, all the human rights transgressions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that balances out. But that being said, like, you know, it, apart from the whole human rights transgressions, you know, war crimes and stuff, like, part of me does feel like I should side with Oil Mega Club as a Chelsea fan. Like, it is the right way. You know, the solidarity and hatred or being hated. <laughs> this feels weird. No, yeah, I you also kind of want to be the only one that makes it, one of the only ones that make it stick, you know? True. Yeah, I mean, we did have Monaco come in and then fall out a few years ago. And I don't need it to be the, like, I don't know, Magnificent Seven? What would the name be for the Seven? Right right now it's the Big Six, but there's got to be something cool with the Seven. The Super Seven. No. No. Secret se- No. No, that's Enid Blyton. <laughs> you can't have book titles. You'll get done for copyright. Uh, okay. Well, listeners, if you have a clever name for the inevitable Super 7, Big 7 or whatever, write in, let us know. Um, but Oh, hang on. Are we, we're meant to be grading all these, right? So Burnley, um, one point from four games, uh, two goals, um, a, a C? Is that... <laughs> that expected, uh, yeah. That's it's generous. It's I'd F. give it an F. It's Maybe F. not an F minus minus, but an F for me. It's a very clear F, yeah. 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 Imagine the bar being so low and yet still managing to limbo under that bar of expectation. Incredible, isn't it? Congratulations. Uh moving, continuing up the table, we get to a team that might be of some interest. Southampton, seven goals scored, nine allowed, only six total points on three point four XG. Gentlemen, thoughts on Southampton? It's weird because you thought Southampton. I thought Southampton did okay during this period, but like overperforming that much. And I guess as well, you can kind of take them as a as a pair with um, Wolves because they both overperformed quite a lot, and are still sat as like the fourth and fifth team. You know, fourth and fifth team worst in 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 the league. That's not great. Um, you know. Clearly doing, and and especially because Southampton like conceded nine off nine point four xG as well, um, whereas Wolves was like two goals off of eight point two. Like their defence wildly, wildly overperformed um, during that period, which obviously directly shows why they've done well. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of thought Southampton were better. Although, has there been? There's been quite a bit of talk about Hasenhutl getting binned again, isn't there? We kind of come up to that time after fixture craziness. Yeah, that always comes up though every year. Like that's just, you know, rumors be doing rumors. For me, I would give them some benefit of the doubt because of their schedule over that time frame. If you look at their fixtures, they played Leicester, Brighton, Arsenal, Palace, West Ham, and Tottenham. Oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's really good. So I think like their numbers, they overperformed against those teams Mm. um, and still put up not the worst, literally not the worst numbers. Not good numbers, but like, mm. you know, given that run of games, you got four good London teams, Leicester and then Brighton. Yeah, only only losing to Arsenal as well, which, um, you know, that's that's considering the form Arsenal we're in, that's not too bad. We'll come on to them, um, sadly, in quite a long time. Yeah, I'd say, it, it, 
you know what, Oscar, I'll I'll put this as like a C plus. I think if it's it's an acceptable C. No, a C. Just yeah, a C. I agree a C because exactly that. I'm I'm being very basic about it, but I'm just looking at the fixtures and you know, they they beat West Ham, who you wouldn't expect them to beat. They drew against Tottenham with ten men. Lost to Arsenal, like you say, but but drew against Crystal Palace, drew against Brighton. That sounds all right to me. Because of the fixtures, it feels like a C. I mean, the Southampton over this period, if you just take a straight league table, not XG, they, they were in 14th. I don't know where we place Southampton these days. I genuinely don't. And so, but 14th feels fine for this period because of the fixtures. Yeah, they sit in that bubble, don't they, of teams that... If they got into the top 10, they've done well. So yeah. I think a 14, 13. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, C. Expected. Yeah, C for me also. That fixture is pretty tough. Fixture list, rather. And if we're going up to the next team, that's also kind of be a theme here with them. Uh, we had Wolves putting up seven points on 3.5. So a wild overperformance, literally double. Um, and scoring... Two goals, allowing two goals. So kind of a lot of nothing. It's fucking boring. <laughs> but if you look at their runs, the only two losses in that time were to Liverpool and City. Both only won zeros. They mm. drew with Chelsea. They beat Man United and they beat Brighton. That is an incredibly difficult uh, run of fixtures. And for them to get those results out of those, including the losses only being 1-0 to Liverpool and City, I would give that a pretty decent score. I think I'd give that like even a B-, minus, despite them being so low. Yeah, I, th- I think you consider that fixture run. It is it is pretty mad. Um, a couple of postponed fixtures in there as well. That they, you know, one would have been Watford, the other Arsenal. So um, probably against Watford, they get the win there, and who knows against Arsenal. But yeah, I do, I do think you know all the clean sheets they had. Um, what was it like six in eight um, clean sheets? Apart from you know when they played Palace and they got smashed two 0 um, Yeah, we destroyed them. Um, yeah, they, they they did really well, but it's just that it's. Very dull. They're very boring to watch. They're not fun. Um, no, they're so boring. feels Hodgson-esque. <laughs> and so I, I, I still think it's that type of football where, you know, like Spurs had it at the start of the season. Like when you're winning with it, you're kind of okay with it for a bit. But then the second the results turn, you know what I mean? Or you get a bad result against a bad team, um, you know, that you'd like to go at. It... It kind of winds up the fans a bit. I mean, like we said last time, they scored four in nineteen games. They've had fourteen goals for and fourteen goals against. Like the only team that scored less than them this season is Norwich. I don't know how sustainable it is, even though technically they did well out of that period. I would go along with a B. I think again, it's a fixtures thing, really. But um, winning away to Man United doesn't seem like any great shakes at the minute. But you'll you'll take it as a Wolves fan, won't you? And Winning away to Brighton seems like a big deal this season as well. So yeah, I mean Wolves have got to be got to be happy with that. So I'd, I'd go for a B, despite how dull they are. Do we think Traore will leave? There's rumours that he's going to Conte wants him at Spurs to teach him how to be a wingback. Really? Just let yeah. him run. Just let him run free. Run fast. Run hard. Was there going to be a, a swap deal there with um, Doherty? Is he going to go back? I forgot about him. I forgot he existed. He was really good that one season in fantasy, but... <laughs> that one season. Um, shall we continue up the table then? Yeah, these shit pricks are next. <clears throat> yep, these shit pricks indeed. Newcastle United 
putting up four points on 3.5 expected, so performing to their numbers. Three goals scored, 12 allowed, also pretty much to their XG numbers. Uh, They suck. They're bad. Yep, they suck. They're underperforming. Oh, funnily enough, as I said, Eddie Howe isn't a revolutionary. Um, You know, they they've signed Kieran Trippier which I think is is fine for them he improves their squad um for this season uh but also Callum Wilson is injured for the next two months um he you know he's got that in his locker um (laughs) they're funnily enough all the fans on on Twitters and stuff are getting wound up because they haven't signed a million players yet and and splashed all the cash their standards are rapidly changing who knows you know if <laughs> if chris wood from burnley is what you're aspiring to oh not just him it's uh, who solanka um yeah there's all, all sorts yeah origi origi divok origi won't leave liverpool like that's and absolutely mad he. <laughs> he should not he he's got himself so fucking sweetly set um i, I don't know he still gets in the belgian team um does he want to go to Newcastle? Because they, you know, it. there is a bit of a domino effect, I think, if they do get transfers mm. for people to go. But, like, they're getting mugged off. Like, they tried to get Luca Dean and because for some reason Everton want rid of him. And now it's looking like Luca Dean's just going to Villa because, yeah. you know, they're just playing career mode and just throwing <laughs> money at everything. Um, yeah, where'd that money come from? Mm, Suspicious. Yeah. Um, well, they did sell Jack Grealish, but yeah. Yeah, but they, they spent $100 million the I same window. The same window they spent $100 million. Yeah, okay, Obviously, yeah. we don't know how it was balanced or whatever, but the only... This is what's mad. The only positive for Newcastle is Joe Ellington in the midfield. He's been really good. Um, for a few games, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that is it. That is the only positive. That's it. Yeah. Lap, lap of honour. They've won one game this year. This season, that brilliant stat that Cambridge have won against the same number of Premier League teams <laughs> as Newcastle yeah. this year, you yeah, know, like so good. Fuck's sake! Well, let's check on check in on the relegation percentages. We have Norwich at ninety one percent, Newcastle at seventy five, yeah, Watford at fifty two, and Burnley at forty two. So, kind of a toss up between the two of them at the moment. Uh, we extended a courtesy to the previous two teams for their fixture difficulty. Newcastle did have Leicester, Liverpool, City, and United all in a row um, after Burnley in the tinsel window, so a terrible fixture. Do we give them any better for that, or are we like, yeah, nah, but they're actually just shit, so who cares? They got smashed 4-0 Four by nil, Leicester, yeah. 3-1 by Liverpool, and 4-0 by City, so there's yeah. not the, like, kept it close thing. Either. Maybe, but I mean, in the previous 14 games, they got seven points, so no. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're halfway through the season. That was now. actually yeah. them getting a better points per game. Than they've had all season. Yeah. yeah. So like this was good. They they yeah. this was fuck them fuck them. So I'm gonna say C minus here because they were terrible, but they did have sort of hard fixtures. But like they're just been terrible always, and they are terrible. So F plus. Fair enough. The, and That's the what plus, a D is. The yeah. plus is Joe Linton. <laughs> I'll I'll go D because it's just it's it's not great for Newcastle, but. Like as in where they might have wanted to be from the start of the season, but it was a it was a like you said it was a tough. Eddie Howe is not run. the person to he's fix not. this. He's not. Eddie Howe is not the fucking person to fix this. No, no, no one. Oh, it's just so brilliant. <laughs> You're so loving happy, this. loving this. I'm fucking loving it. I don't like Eddie Howe. I don't like Newcastle now. I used to like Newcastle, not anymore. 
They can fuck off back to the championship. It will be hilarious. And Dwight Gale will get them promoted again. <laughs> They'll sign Mitro. And then it'll go, yeah, exactly. Mitro, Fulham will get promoted. Newcastle will get relegated. Mitro will move to Newcastle, score another 30 goals in the championship. And that would just be the cycle. That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be really great. I'd love to see Mitro banging in goals in black and white up north. Um, but let's move on to the next team. We have Everton. Everton putting up four points on 3.8 expected, so pretty much spot on. Six goals scored, eight allowed on five goals XG generated, and eight allowed. So exactly to their numbers. Uh, Their fixtures over that, they did have a lot of, quite a few cancellations, but they had Arsenal, Palace, Chelsea, and Brighton. Um, Thoughts on Everton? F, shit, move on. <laughs> the problem you got with Everton is, like, while they might, they might have performed it, like to their numbers, those they're numbers shit. are fucking, yeah, fucking terrible. terrible. They're yeah, they're fucking terrible. 500 million on transfers under their current regime in the yeah. last few years. 500 yeah. million. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. I mean, we talked Awful. about how terrible they've been last week, Chuck, and... My God, yeah, like losing yeah. four just before this window. We're talking about losing four one to Liverpool, and then uh, yeah, Palace beat them three one, didn't they? Uh, Brighton beat them. I mean, fair enough. They they drew with Chelsea. Any decent, you know. any decent team beats them. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> well, they Burnley the fuck. We did three point two. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah, 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 it doesn't matter. Yeah, anyway, move on. I'll throw them an F also. Those numbers are terrible. Yeah, yeah okay. terrible. And yeah. they should on paper be better. Uh, but fucking Rafa sucks, so fuck them. <laughs> um, speaking of should on paper be better, we have Leicester next up. Uh, they scored six points on four expected, so they overperformed, uh, scoring nine goals and eight allowed on six generated and nine allowed. So a slight overperformance in the attacking column. The fixtures for Leicester. Hold on, let me open that tab. We had Villa, Newcastle, Tottenham, which got cancelled, City and Liverpool. So again, City and Liverpool really making the rounds this time. Um, A lot of people had them twice, but then three pretty bad teams um, for Leicester to be facing here. What do you boys think? Leicester are the top of the teams with four um, fixtures throughout this period. Um, they got the most points per game out of out of those teams. The main story now, kind of, is is them getting their fixtures postponed because they have sixteen players out, um, but one of those has COVID. Yeah. So they're the ones kind of manipulating the system. They've they've just played Watford in the FA Cup, um, smashed them four one when Watford had a pretty you know a pretty decent side out for Watford. Um, but then, yeah, now they're just getting games postponed because of Afghan, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All their injuries are long term, which for me begs the question: At what point then do they not get their fixtures postponed? I think it's yeah mad that this is allowed to happen when, in a normal season, you just play. I know there's a plague going on, but still, if, just if you, that, just the plague. <laughs> but if there's, but if there's like, there's potentially one player who has COVID in that team. They should have different cancellation rules for COVID-related injuries or, yeah, you know, 100%. absences versus none. doesn't seem that hard to do. No, definitely. It shouldn't just be based. The, the, the weird rule they've got of if you can put 13, um, 13 players out, then you should fulfill the fixture. It's like, well, if they go outside the stadium, they can find some fit people to play football. It's, I know it, I'm being facetious there, but it's just sort of... It's, it's ridiculous. It should be judged on actual 
positive tests. And as I said before, I don't think it should be judged on unvaccinated people who are having to isolate as a result of being unvaccinated. For me, that doesn't count. It should just there should just be a number in the Premier League squad that of COVID positive tests that means you call off the mm-hmm. game. Because, like you say, how long is this going to go on for, Chuck? Like with Afcon, I mean, are they just going to for three weeks now just not play games? Three, four weeks? Uh, potentially, and then what's going to fucking happen? Because a lot of their injuries are long-term ones yeah. as well. I mean, Vardy's out for a few months. Daka has injuries for for a while. Um, Fafano is obviously out for the season, just to name a few, um, mostly because I can't name the rest. But generally, if you go on if you go on Ben Dinnery's site, he has 16 listed. Um, and that that obviously includes absences from, for AFCON for uh, players like Ndidi, Ian Acho. But yeah, it's, it's just a bit mad, I think, that this is allowed to be used as a thing. Um, mm. But you know, anyway, um, Leicester C C. Yeah, I agree C. with C. Yeah. Fine, sure, I'll go with C. I'll throw it on there. So uh, officially a C for Leicester. From one L team to another, we go to Leeds. Leeds putting up four points on five expected. Eight goals scored, seventeen allowed. 17. Goodness <laughs> gracious, that is the most over the tinsel window. Uh, Six point seven generated and twelve conceded that is also the most so the worst defense over the tinsel window leads i mean they've also had loads of injuries that's been mad oh and, their defense still has just, been non-existent yeah yeah they've been playing um shakespeare characters um <laughs> <laughs> on their bench uh chris, chris i don't even know how to pronounce his name crescencio crescencio somerville uh crescencio oh, yeah. who fucking knows but um yeah, they're still going, still running 150 miles every match. And um, yeah, one win, one draw, three losses. Looked better. But yeah, you can't... Only beat Burnley, though. You know, come on. Oh, is that who they beat? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, e? D? E? Is he a thing? Now, those, those ridiculous defense numbers do uh, have a big old 7-0 spank down from City in there. Uh, and 3.3 ex- conceded XG on that match as well. So that is going to skew the numbers a bit. Um, they also played Chelsea and I'm Arsenal. still counting those goals. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Real life goals. Palace kept a clean sheet against City. You know what I mean? And scored two goals. You know, I'm not going to keep going on about it, guys, but you know, it's <laughs> you possible. Know. Everyone goes, oh, Arsenal did well for 45 minutes. We did well for 90. Um, that's the real quiz. Um, yeah, Leeds, E. Don't know if that's a thing. Um, yeah. Perfectly happy with an F for Leeds. I think this this it, it's a they're they're certainly a victim of circumstance in a way because of the the massive amount of injuries. But it's hard to judge that this year when there's so many injuries and COVID related absences anyway. So I I'm, I'm going to have to say an F. I think they need to buck up their ideas. Sounds good. I'll give them an F also just to be in solidarity with you guys. And anytime you lose seven zero, yeah, not a great Instant day. F. Let's go up the table then a little bit to teams that are actually starting to have some decent-ish numbers. Uh, First of those being Brentford. We have a two XG expected points jump here. Uh, Brentford, seven points on six expected generated points. Uh, Six goals scored, seven allowed on five generated and five allowed. So pretty close to their numbers. The fixtures for Brentford were Villa City Brighton. Watford and Leeds. So not the most uh, terrifying. I think they had one of the better fixture runs, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they did. Sure. But, I mean, 
a promoted team getting seven points out of those five games. That's pretty decent. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they lost to City, um, but considering how rampant City had been at that point um, to only concede one, both regular and expected goal um, was quite good. And Brighton Burnley against them just a, a little bit. So it, pretty good, I'd say. I think we, we do forget that Brentford are a promoted team. Um, yeah. I think that some of the established teams that we mentioned already have been so fucking turgid mm. that you you could easily think that Brentford are the team that have been there for a few years. So Yeah, and in the excitement of the new stadium, the Moneyball tactics, the, the charismatic manager, the winning against Arsenal in the first Friday night of the season, you know, mm. it was all sort of, we all got caught up in it. And uh, you, you're right, yeah. it is very easy to forget that they're, they're a promoted team. I think that, um, in this tinsel window, the the um, game against Watford, where they got that last minute penalty, and uh, Bomo uh, scored it, that I think could be if Brentford get themselves into the mire, that game could be mm. really um, important at the end of the season um, because I think they tonked Watford that night. Really, it's it's just that they needed the the last minute penalty to win. And I think it's the sort of that sort of game you could look back on and go, oh, you know, that that was one of the ones that put Watford down, you know. Yeah, exactly. Because Watford would have been targeting that game in, in yeah, that kind exactly. of way and not being able to do that. But yeah, you know, Oscar, you said about the, the stats numbers, but 11th place in the table over the, the tinsel window and 11th place unexpected. Sadly, mid-table. And, you know, talking about from the perspective of them you know, coming up as a promoted team. And not only that, they came up as a team, I don't know if you remember us talking about this in the preseason, but they said that they were a year early in terms of their long-term plan and their vision and their ability to stay up. They were really concerned about going straight back down. They kind of basically said, well, if we do go back down, we'll come back up eventually. Like, Mm. we just happened to get there early. Now they're only 4% to go down, and that seems high, honestly. Single figures after halfway through the season for a promoted side. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Really fantastic stuff. Yeah. And I will give them, for in terms of my grade here, a B. B for Brentford. Uh, I'll get and B for especially Brentford. because the result against City was so minimal. Like they didn't give up 2.9 or anything crazy. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. B sounds good. Um, let's move up the table then to another BR team. And this one is Brickton. F. Uh, F. Just F. <laughs> yeah. Fine with me, uh, Ian. Do you want to add? <laughs> you, can't, you can't let him get away with an F. I can! <laughs> I mean, it's his birthday this week, so I'm not, and it's it's Brighton. I don't give a fuck about Brighton. I'm I'm happy to give him an F. Oh come on, that is outrageous. An F. Fine, fine. It's Ian's birthday today specifically, I don't need so I'll say Brighton the numbers. Oh, here it is, right? For his birthday, he really all this time over the last three years that Brighton have been in the prem. He uh, Ian wants to get his chance. So now, okay, mate, it's on your birthday. You can do as much analysis of Brighton as you'd like. I'm just going to sit here quietly. I have, okay. I have no desire to do analysis of Brighton. I just think it's outrageous to dismiss a team that is over the tinsel window in eighth position if you just take the 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 festive fixtures and say and say f that's outrageous you can't do that but i don't know what do you want what do you want to give me so they drew to southampton they lost to wolves they beat brentford they drew to chelsea and they beat everton i mean that sounds like b for brighton as well doesn't it uh, F for me. F. Fine, F, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we drink in F. 
Excellent. Let's move on then to Aston Villa. Next up, 13th on actual points, scoring 6 on 6.8 or 7 expected. Um, 6 goals scored, 7 allowed on 6 generated and 8 conceded uh, expectations. Uh, And in terms of the fixtures there, they had Brentford, Chelsea, Norwich, Liverpool and Leicester. So a mixed bag. Gerard's improved them and now they have Coutinho. It's a bit weird. Um, I don't get how Coutinho and uh, earlier we mentioned Luca Dina. Um, their numbers remind me a bit of how balanced Leeds were last year. Like the same number of games won, the same number of games lost, the same goal scored as goal against, expected goals versus expected. Like they're very kind of <laughs> balanced everywhere, um, which I think for a team in transition and considering how bad they had been before, um, we were talking about them potentially getting relegated, especially after the the big window they had of getting Ings, Buendia, Bailey, and um, after replacing Grealish, that now they've just found another load of money down the back of the sofa to help bail out Barcelona and, and take Luca Dina off Everton's book. So I think it's interesting. Um, I don't necessarily think they are as good yet as... Um, people maybe make them out to be but I think it's definitely interesting I question the main thing about the Coutinho deal that I question is in six months which is it is a loan till the end of the season um, potentially with whatever goes on in the future I don't see what they get for that I don't I don't think they get Europe I don't think they're in danger of going down without him so I don't know I just thought do you guys have any thoughts on that on as to what the extra value that Coutinho might bring if it is only till the end of the season. Uh, to me, it sounds like it's probably some sort of shady accounting stuff. They were mostly were offloading Coutinho to be able to generate the space Barcelona, when I say they, uh, to sign Ferran Torres. So my my read on the situation, obviously this isn't official or anything, but my read is that this is a long-term plan uh, and that the weirdness of the six-month loan is probably just like some financial, you know, magic wizardry to uh to make it more affordable from Aston Villa's point of view yeah well no from Barca's point of view like right, they needed sorry. to so, all right so so as in it worked for both parties as in Barca needed to get rid of him and like you can get if you can just pick up Coutinho on a cheap you should then do it why wouldn't yeah. you yeah and then looking to make it permanent in the summer but this is a way to just sort of like do it and get him a half season for cheap before you make a big you know permanent mm. offer or something i don't know Am I wrong okay. here? Am I crazy? No, no, no. I think that's fine. But kind of in a roundabout way, then you kind of agree with what I said that in the next six months, or not six months because the end of the season is like May, but in the next four months, you know what I mean? Mm. He doesn't... This isn't going to affect it's not like, trajectory. I don't think they yeah. get Europe. I don't, I don't think no, they no, make no, no, up no. the nine nine points on Man United in seventh to potentially get what would be the lowest place yeah, awarded to a team for Europe. So. Yeah. Okay. How about the tinsel window then? So we uh, Villa beat Leicester, lost to Liverpool, beat Norwich, lost to Chelsea, and then lost to Brentford, but in a well contested match that Villa were probably unlucky to not at least get a draw from with Brentford. So how do we feel about that? It's a bit of a mixed, bit of a mixed bag, really. Which which Villa are a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah, you know, it's a mixed bag. But I think, like you said before, I say C. Yeah. I think in in that. Apart from Brentford result aside, they beat the teams you probably think they beat at the minute and lose to the teams you think they would lose to. Mm. 
Uh, I was going to say B, just because they got decent pointage um, compared mm-hmm. to a lot of other teams. And uh, and they're in the top half for expected points over the window. So, you know, give it a B for Billa. But um, other than B that. B for Billa. There you go. Uh, and now we're getting to the teams that were actually pretty good. Uh, we're looking at everyone from here onwards is nine expected points or more um, over that time frame. They're all teams that have been in the conversation around top four over the course of the season or certainly yeah. top six. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, they have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> next up is West Ham. West have. Ham is the mm. worst of the best bunch. Uh, on 10 actual points, but only 9 expected, 8.9 specifically. Uh, 12 goals scored, 10 allowed on 10 and 10 for expectations. Uh, those fixtures were Palace, Watford, Southampton, Arsenal, Burnley, and Chelsea. So a mixed bag there. Um, three good London teams, three not good outside of London teams. <laughs> uh, what do we want to give West Ham here? It's an interesting one, this, because you think of them being seventh in the tinsel window, and and that's good. Like ten points from six games um, in, in isolation is great, but then you compare it to earlier in the season, and they're, they're fifth overall, so it's a bit of a dip. But I think they've done quite well, especially they had a bit of a rocky period, um, just kind of tailing off at the start of the tinsel window, as it were. Um, I think this is this is really good for West Ham. They still just just keep on going at a level that they need to, um, roughly two points per game, um, in in order to finish at the top six and and legitimately so, not in a in a in a Leicester way. So um, <laughs> yeah, I think they're good. David Moyes is doing good things. He is. He definitely is. The result that jumps out to me over the tinsel window is the start of it. Uh, which is maybe why I wanted December 10 originally, but fine. <laughs> and that was West Ham genuinely beating Chelsea 2.2 yeah. 2, uh, to 1.4 on understats numbers. I don't have FP ref in front of me. That's a big result against a team that is, at least in the Premier League, top level. You know, maybe globally not as elite as we were six, nine months ago or whatever. But that's like a legitimate result against Chelsea, and they did it. So I think for me, that pushes West Ham over the top into like a B plus, A minus range. See, I don't know. It's it's making me go the opposite way because it's making me think you get that amazing result against Chelsea, and then you follow it up with a goalless draw against Burnley. Um, there was the Arsenal result, which on underlying numbers was deserved. Yeah. Um, and then the loss to Southampton as well. And so yeah, I you think got a four it... one on Watford though, scoring four goals. <sighs> yeah, the Watford. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Watford. Um, so there's some so disagreement it, here. What are you going to give them then? Well, I think it takes a bit of a sheen off of that period, but only that there could have been improvements. And so I'd still probably give them, to be objective and fair, I think a B for that period. I, th- I think that's fair. It's it's above average for the position. Um, if they get three points against Burnley and Hell you get a point or even three points against Southampton. I don't think you can dispute that's an A, even with um, the Arsenal fixture in there. So yeah. I think a solid B for West Ham in that period, a B for Bubbles. All right, Ian, you're sort of the tiebreaker. Chuck's at B, I'm at A minus. Where are you coming well, in? The thing is, them? I was going to go lower because I was going to go about a C, but, wow. I'm a, but only because I'm judging them on the new West Ham. Like It feels like, to me, they're a, ah. they're a contender now. Hmm. Ian, I love you and it's your birthday, but that's fucking crazy, man. 
they're not a contender. They're a top six they're a, team. They're a, they're a European qualification contender. Why do you? Why do you? Hang on, Oscar. Why do you say they're not a, like? As in, Ian's not saying contender for winning the league. No, no. I think. Did you mean top four? I took that as a contender for top four, but I could be wrong. Well, well Europe. I'd say top six. Okay, that that I can definitely agree to. Yeah, they are. Yeah, a, I was a more Euro talking contender. A, a contender for for any European qualification, okay. but they have been in the in the talk for top four last season. Um, potentially this season, if Man United carry on doing what they're doing. Well, I think, uh, and I, if if you're gonna take top four as a, there's you know the top three is nailed and there's only one team. I don't think it's necessarily yeah. a ridiculous thing to consider Arsenal, Tottenham, West Ham, and Man United in the same breath for that fourth spot. Interesting. Let's see what uh, five thirty eight says. Five thirty eight has them at sixteen percent for top four, uh, which is better than United. That feels feels like contendership to me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, it's a, it's a C because, as you say, they started well with the win against Chelsea, but then you know lo- losing against Southampton at home is is disappointing. Drawing against Burnley is disappointing. They possibly nick the game against Crystal Palace. So it's mm. you, yeah. I, no, that feels wrong. Yeah. To say that okay. as a yeah, Palace I'm gonna, fan, that I'm feels wrong. Chuck on that. The numbers to say they also nick, say you can't. But well, no, the numbers for the West Ham game we battered them underlying, but because of game state, um, right? It it affect well, not battered them, but you know, what I mean, the game yeah, state yeah, changed yeah. so much. But you, and, you, yeah, yeah. I don't think you can count as nicking it when you go three 0 up in the first half. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, that's possibly true. <laughs> that is possibly true. Maybe I had in my head the amount of late goals you've conceded. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Your vocabulary, not necessarily the content that is incorrect. Yeah, fine, that. fine. But I still, I still stand by a C. I think I'm judging them by the new West Ham. Okay. So I, I, I will go C. So I guess we average out as a B, B minus. Yeah, all right. So we averaged out to Chuck there. Uh, the B, it is uh, B for best ham. Uh, West Ham. Bubbles. B, B for bubbles. B for bubbles. Um, but now let's move up to popping some bubbles. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't. Uh, but from one United to another, there we go. Manchester United, uh, 10 points. What's great is, Oscar, if you just talk in one fluid sentence, it means I can't cut it, you know? So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, they, you know, the listeners can hear my thought process good, and then see how I get to the transition. It's good. Yeah. Any of you that want to start a podcast, you know, this is the, the parts that usually get cut. Not, not how to do it. And after 100, 158 episodes, you can be this slick. <laughs> uh, Man United, 10 points on nine expected. Six ugh, goals scored, three allowed on 7.3 generated and 4.5 allowed. The fixtures, there were games against Wolves, Burnley, Newcastle, Norwich and <laughs> Crystal Palace and therein lies the rub <laughs> yep and I'm gonna give them an F minus minus for that shit good lord that's atrocious scoring six goals against those teams yeah and wow. I will say right now and I will sound bitter and whatever because of underlying numbers but the Palace and the Norwich games like they barely won those like yeah. they they just shouldn't have won those and Newcastle drew against them and then it's Burnley. That's bad. Yeah, That's scraping bad. by. I, I'm surprised that they, I, I guess it's just the XG that really gives them the thing. But yeah, a Man United scoring one goal a game. <sighs> They're already so saying poor. Ranić should go. Um, well, because there's no evidence of this pressing football that we were supposed to see. And when yeah, you look none at these, whatsoever. None at all. When you look at these fixtures, 
teams like Norwich, Newcastle, fair enough they beat Burnley 3-1, but then but then Wolves as well. You think if they'd have been playing some dynamic pressing football high up the pitch, th- then you would expect them to be scoring plenty of goals. They should have got 15 points. Teams. They should have got 15 uh, points. Exactly. Oh, easy. Exactly. They should have got 15 points. Yeah. Should have. I guess when the manager came in and I was like, oh, they're going to be so much better. All they needed was a good manager to organize their talent and stuff. I, I guess I didn't consider that like Ronald, that he who will not be named, was still going to be playing like every minute of Play. every match at all times <laughs> and still not doing any like running. Um, cause I figured this guy would come in and sort of like lay down the law or like have the position within the club having not, you know, mm. been a player there and all that, um, to actually make those decisions and make those moves. And instead we're just getting like, you know, he will not be named just walking around out there, not doing anything, not do pressing, scoring a goal every now and again. So people, you know, remember that he can score, um, and throwing them way off balance. I don't think that there's like a balanced system you can make. With someone offering that little um, pressing-wise, if you're a pressing-type manager. So, like, until they sort that out, again, going to continue to not be good United. But how bad do we think this is? Are we calling this as an F? Because I feel, I feel like it's an F. When you yeah, look I mean, at I said F-minus fixtures, minus and I wasn't kidding. I, you were, that, like, that wasn't an exaggeration. Fine. No. <laughs> they got 10 points in five games. And, and I'm not saying this to defend them or anything. Um, they got ten points in five games, which is two per ga- uh, two points per game. In the fourteen games before that, they got twenty one points, so one point five points a game. This is an improved United as a points per game. However, they played five teams that they should have won against, three of which are like the worst teams in the league, um, and they didn't get nine points against the three worst teams in the league. Um, they got they got seven, and then Wolves and Palace. So. I don't know, just D and move on. D for don't care! Yeah, it's the way it looks as well, because when you watch Man United, they just don't look like anything like the Man United of old. You know, this is just, it's not good at all. Yep, I agree. Which should bring us lots of joy. Fuck (laughs) them. Yes, and speaking of bringing us lots of joy, we'll transition there to our next team, and that is Crystal Palace, the only team I dare not mispronounce. Seven points (laughs) on 9.5 expected. Uh, 10 goals scored, 10 allowed, 9.3 generated, 8.4 conceded, and the fixtures were West Ham, Norwich, Spurs, Southampton, Everton, and United. So a pretty, you know, mixed bag there, but some tough teams in there for sure. I'll tell you about mm. half those fixtures are against big teams or good teams. Um, Chuck, you take it away from here. How are you feeling about Palace over the tinsel window? I don't have a hell of a lot to say because we kind of covered a bit um last time and the season just kind of stays as it is you look across those six games the only one where we completely outplayed was the Tottenham game um we went down to 10 men who got sent off Zaha got sent off I think um for two yellow cards uh which the opposite happened at the start of the season um Tottenham went down to 10 men and Palace won 3-0 so you know balance um to that and they they were just better that day it was kind of uh, I think that was just after Conte had had a couple of weeks with them mm-hmm. um and they were a bit rested and they'd been shouted at just enough um and they were running and playing well otherwise you know the West Ham game very hard fought um it came close especially after going 3-0 down um and winning the two games that 
you know, against Everton, who were absolutely terrible, and 3-0, a convincing, easy, no-sweat 3-0 mm. against Norwich. Um, I think we came from behind against Southampton, and then the United game, we probably, yeah, probably should point, have got something yeah, from that. Yeah, you did come behind there. Uh, you were 2-1 down at one point, weren't you? And I think that was quite yeah, th- impressive, just because... Th- in in my yeah. head, yeah, it went, we were 1-0 ahead very yeah, early on, early, and then yeah. 2-1... Two one down by half time, and then it came back to two all. And it just, just feels like in the up, past, but... Palace might have uh, capitulated there, you know, or or just given up at yeah. two one, and it's it was under Hodgson, you know. Yeah, I think so, and it's it's just the manner of it. Like you could look at these results under Hodgson, and it'd be absolutely horrible. But we're still playing nice football. Um, the the United game was mostly we had a few players out for that one. Um, that meant we basically had no creativity coming from defence that like we've had from Joachim Anderson and we had nothing really in midfield um Eze was coming back and what well, all we needed was long balls over the top like we had United on toast behind but there was just no one that could find that that pass so it's just a bit of a shame but you'd still in the position Palace are in and where we're at and as we've said constantly all season you'd rather be where we are and underperforming which is that over the tinsel window we were ninth um, on actual and sixth on expected. Um, sixth on expected. Is, wow. Okay. Yeah. Phenomenal. This is where the caveat starts to come in about the number of games and those kind of things. But expected was one point five points per game. Um, so you know that's kind of the same level. If we look down, no one on the four games actually has done that. Five. No one on five games is a man. Well, Man United a bit more, yeah. So there isn't really anyone points per game wise below us that's that's much better. So I think that's pretty fair, and 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 it's good. And Vieira's good vibes and good times. We'll see what's going to happen in the transfer window, if anything. But we're drip feeding players back, and you know we've lost Zaha and Ayu and Kuyate to Afcon, but yeah. Michael Elise and Eze get get chances to play and we've got Edward Mateta's look good um coming in for a few of his cameos Benteke is still linking up play really really well so it's, it's good it's it's such a nice time to be a, a Palace fan um so yeah I'd, I'd say I'll give us a C for that period just because of but maybe a B minus or so like expecting what I kind of thought and was good and being that high up at this point in the season and being in single figures to be relegated, like that's fucking amazing. So unless we go on cataclysmic run, we will we'll be fine and we should be a an upstairs club come the end of the season. It's amazing sitting here listening to you and reflecting on like we're talking about Crystal Fucking Palace being sixth unexpected points yeah. over the tinsel window <laughs> and you're giving it a C slash B. And it like, yeah. and I'm not like, oh, what an unreasonable thing to say. I'm like, yeah, they should have gotten more points out of this. I could see that. Like, the West Ham game, they won two seven two two on XG, so they you know lost some points there. The Southampton game, they won on XG. I could I can justify a B, which is B for fucking bonkers because it's Palace <laughs> six most expected points over the tinsel window, and not not and not just that over the season as well. Like if you if you just saw by the season, we're sixth. Unexpected. Yeah, they're so, amazing. And XG differential on FB ref and everything. So happy days. Woo. Last season you had stopped watching Palace. 
<laughs> that's, how, that's how bad it was. You know, yeah, around about now. Yeah, that yeah, did yeah. happen. You know, yeah, yeah, it did. That legit happened. Like, no, not happening. Now, now I can't wait. B sounds good, and let's uh, keep him in the top half. All right. Well, then let's get now to the traditionally bigger teams. No disrespect to Palace there, who have been hanging around, but you know, historically aren't that. Um, and that takes us to Tottenham. We are also now into the double digits of expected points. Tottenham posting 11 points on 12.7 expected, uh, just the 10 goals scored and 3 allowed on 12.4 and 3.5 expected. Their fixtures were Watford, Southampton Palace, Liverpool, and Norwich, so not the hardest of fixtures by any means, Um, but there are Palace and Liverpool in there, so teams in their area of the table. Just straight up going to get my rating out of the way here. I'm going to say B plus for me. Uh, they look light years better, light years better than before Conte. A hundred percent. It's it's granted it's not hard, and the football they were playing was absolutely fucking shit. But yeah, that's sensational. Over two points per game, ten goals scored, two goals a game. That's it. I think I think that's it. It's the goals scored and goal, goals against with Conte in charge. Now. And it and it matches you with know. the expected as well. And it's 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 under underperforming your goal scored right uh, as well. Your their xG was just over twelve, and so I think this is a it's a phenomenal turnaround and kind of what you were worried about um, in a way, Oscar. That you you said might happen with um, with Conte coming in. Um, granted, they did get that extended period so of of, of cancellations for games, um, which I think helped with the Palace result. I think that's part of why they came in so like prepared and ready to just run over a palace team that were already kind of tired yeah and i think it's fair to make a statement like you they should not just because it's palace but they should target a game especially after that amount of time there's yeah, no for sure no real excuse um and yeah just 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 doing better just generally doing better um so yeah i, I think a, a b plus i think is fair maybe even bordering on like a minus i just think it's um, I mean, what? Where did they drop points? They only beat Watford one nil. That was very <laughs> late on as well. I seem to remember. They dropped points to Southampton. Yeah, dropping points to Southampton. I think takes the sheen off to make it a B plus. Dropping points to Liverpool. No, it was a draw. <laughs> they got a fucking draw against <laughs> yeah, Liverpool, that's man. That's that's <laughs> that's not dropping points. Yeah. Yeah. No. The only reason it's not an A minus for me is because they have Watford, Southampton, and Norwich in there. Yeah, only play who you, uh, only play who's in front of you on the pitch or whatever True, they say. True, but we have to. We have to. <laughs> <laughs> whatever they say yeah but i think i think fixtures do do when you're talking about a small sample size as well like this fixtures do come into account so i think b, b plus is is fair plus. i think yeah yeah b plus um they are for the record 31% for top 4 now which is right. again night and day light years from where they were when Conte yeah, took over really so is. really just showing what the value of an amazing manager um and the thought of him having a Damatriori at wing back to play with after i saw him turn not good enough for Sunderland, Marco Alonso until one of the best wingbacks in the world, and Victor Moses into the, the title-winning right wingback is terrifying. Very terrifying. Uh, don't want to think about it, so let's hope that doesn't happen. Uh, let's move up the table then to <sighs> Chelsea. Chelsea posting 10 points on 13 expected, 12 goals scored, 10 allowed. Oh, Tuchel, 10 allowed from Tuchel. Insane. Uh, on 13 generated and 7.8 conceded. So again, not like they over underperformed defensively, but that's bad. Mm. 
Uh, it's an F mega minus for me. Um, <laughs> more than anything, because we are now 2% for the title, according to 538. Oof. Yeah. 2%. That is done and dusted and good. Well, it's not, it's, it's, it's not in Chelsea and Liverpool's hands. That's yeah. the issue that comes That's with it. That's the worry, yeah. Not only is it not in their hands, City have only dropped 10 points total, and now we're expecting them to drop 10 more than Chelsea and Liverpool draw drop. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I said last week that it was, you know, Liverpool had to win 17 and draw two of their last 19 games to match City if City performed as they had for their first yeah, 19. Exactly. If you see what yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's mad. We don't even have, for the record, the schedule excuse. We had West Ham, Leeds, no. Everton, Wolves, Villa, Brighton, and Liverpool. That is an easy set of fixtures for what is supposed to be one of the three best teams in the world. There are too many draws there uh, for a team such as Chelsea and, and, and teams such as you were playing. There are just too many draws there. So it was a lack of killer instinct. It was, like you say, just getting themselves into situations at the back that they, they shouldn't have been in. You've now got um, Kepa coming in. A few Kepa Ugh. games that should sort things out. That'll help. I mean, honestly, like, but we're 2% for the title, right? So, like, what difference does it make? We're, we're not going to fall out of top four. We're not going to catch them. We're just in the island of nothing. Like, we're just going to float till the end of the season with nothing to play for other than the Champions League. My team's guaranteed Champions League football. Wow, wow, no, wow, no, wow, Chuck, we've got to give him some here. They've blown it. They, they, they have blown it. Oh, yeah, they fucked it. But, <laughs> you know, and, it, and especially because, you, you know, you look over the tinsel window and, yeah, they're fourth on expected points, but they've played seven games. Tottenham are 0. 0.09 expected points behind them and have played two games less. Um, and then, you know, Arsenal are above them on expected points, having played a game less. Like, yeah, they've uh, Chelsea fucked it. Uh, and it's it's a shame to see, like, not even the Oscar of it, uh, considering it. As we said last week, Ian, it would just it would have been nice to have kept it going for longer. But yeah. I think where it's been over the most congested part of the the schedule that Chelsea and Liverpool have dropped off, it seems like the title race has been pulled out from under us so quickly and i do think it literally is because of the fixtures and the congestion and the schedule and the squads i think city we should all have infinitely big squads where that stuff doesn't matter and that turned out to not be true for liverpool and chelsea over this festive festive fixture period the tinsel window window. (laughs) this is why we call it the tinsel window (laughs) we just we couldn't handle the players being out that were out and that was enough That's, to fucking derail our season. And it, for Chelsea, I, though. You've got two players in every position, even more so the City. I remember everyone before the season going, oh, we got two full 11s. Look how good our squad is. Oh, uh, funnily enough, I'm saying we were wrong. I was wrong. I thought that that would be enough, and it wasn't. Like, it clearly wasn't. Yeah. This, These losses, these bad performances are, in my opinion, largely down to personnel. Like, we, no, you know, Conte played, what, two of those fixtures? And came back early from an injury that he wasn't supposed to be back from yet. We played Saul and Loftus Cheek as a midfield at some point in there. Like, hey, he wore the armband the other day. I love him so much. Up. I love him so much. And he had himself a good tinsel window, actually. He played mm-hmm. very well when he was asked to step up. But you can tell from the lineup decision, we had no strikers for the majority of that. And then we were feuding with strikers when they were healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Forcing them at gunpoint to do videos. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
it shouldn't have mattered. We should have two full 11s, yeah. and it did matter. We didn't have enough depth, and it fucked our season. There we go. So, I mean, are we are we really are we calling it an F? I am. I genuinely uh, am because it's Chelsea. If you if you consider what Chelsea should achieve, then they failed in that. <laughs> so you you could give them. And by extension, to jump ahead a bit with my ranking, you could give Liverpool an F as well. Okay, interesting. Holler, me too. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea drew to Everton F. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna give them both Fs, but they both failed. So I'm gonna give Chelsea a D, just because they could have failed worse. They could. They could be out of the top four in the tinsel window. Oh, don't even joke about that. They could have. They could have. 100%. Uh, fair enough. So it could have been worse. Therefore, you can't be given an F. Therefore, D. Okay. I, fair I, enough. I think fair F. enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think also e, F. Or an E for Edward Mendy's not there anymore. <laughs> um, Arsenal? Oh, I don't want to talk about this. I really don't want to talk about this. Is Arteta still a shit manager? Yes. I will, <laughs> okay. not, I will not concede that point for until a much, much, much larger sample size. But they're doing well. Let me try to be as nice as possible here because they deserve niceness here. Arsenal, third most expected points over the tinsel window. With one less game played than Chelsea. 12 points on 13 expected, so slightly underperforming, but right around there. Uh, 16 goals scored, which is the most of anyone over that time frame on 13.4 XG, which is not the most, but it is third most. They also conceded five on five expected. And the fixtures were City, Norwich, Leeds, West Ham, Southampton, and Everton. So not really that terrifying other than City being in there. But like, you cannot deny those numbers. Lost to Everton. Yeah, that's fucking weird. What are Everton? Um... (laughs) Confusing. I think you have to look back to the end of when they conceded 14 goals in their first three games, something like that. Mm. And when they got absolutely destroyed by City. Um, and then you come to the latest fixture where it's, you know, it's 2-1, a well-fought game. Um, the first half, especially tactically, was working very, very well. And I just think there's a lot of growth there. And I think in that way, very young squad come in that you two all said was shit. I said was actually all right. <laughs> the grab for individual glory Apart is from Ramsdale. I will always hold my hands up on Ramsdale, but <laughs> no one fucking knew this was coming. No one in their heart of hearts knew that he could make some saves. And, and I think Arteta is doing a good job, whatever Oscar may say, because uh, third unexpected in the tinsel window, second on actual, and for the season as a whole, fourth and fourth. They, they, they're fourth place. They're fourth place at an FA Cup. Arsenal are back. They still aren't necessarily good, but <laughs> if Arsenal are back as fourth place at an FA Cup, that's just that that's was Arsenal, always their level. That yeah. was Arsenal, baby. <laughs> that's Arsenal right there. We make it. We make it a North London stew. You know, that's, you got a stew that's going. Just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the record, I said that Arteta's not a good manager. I didn't say he's not doing well. He's very clearly doing a good job right now. I think right. he's, he's managing this talent and these players well. Right. I think right. he's transitioning them out of Aubameyang right. and all his craziness well. But right. again, until he's done this for a whole season or a lot, you know, until we've seen more, 
I don't think he's a good manager right. yet, but I think he's doing a good job. I do think he's doing right. a good job. And it's important to admit that because he deserves, like I said, praise here. Right. Uh, okay. Five nil on Norwich and four one on Leeds back to back. Like when's the last time Arsenal scored two nine goals in two games? Manages well, not a good manager. Okay. Uh <laughs> Broken Clock. I'll give it you know. <laughs> Broken clock. Uh, what are you giving? I'll give Arsenal an eight, eight minus. I'll give it Arsenal an eight minus. Um, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Everton. Everton. Yeah, that is that is the only annoying thing there, isn't it? Yeah. Everton. The city is absolutely fine. That's not a rank changer. No. Um, no. Unless you get absolutely torn apart. But no, they they took it to City. That two one is the XG scoreline as well. So that's respectable. Yeah, they took it to him. Um, so yeah, I'm going a minus. I think yeah, it, it only gets above that to an A if they beat Everton and if they got something out of City that makes it an A plus for me so yeah I'll, I'll say A minus for, for Arsenal I am on board A minus for Arsenal A for Arsenal and so if A is for Arsenal then loser is for Liverpool on <laughs> that's second that's how the alphabet goes <laughs> yep exactly H-I-J-K loser M-N-O-P yeah yeah it works sure 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 uh, fine L is for loser pool is that better uh, I like that as well I like that. There Loser you go. Um, Eleven <laughs> points scored on fourteen expected, so a good amount of expected points. That's that's very disrespectable numbers. Uh, nine goals <laughs> scored on fourteen expected generated, so they wildly underperformed their goals. Six allowed on five expected. The fixtures there being Chelsea, Leicester, Tottenham, Newcastle, Villa, and Wolves. So a pretty hard fixture list in there. Um, and the big number and the reason it's going to be an F for me is the 13. And that is the percent likelihood they have of winning the Premier League <laughs> after the tinsel window. 13%. Mm. It was a three-horse race when we went into this. And it is now decidedly not. Well, we kind of covered it with, with the Chelsea one, really. They they failed. You know, they they started off with the three results that they should get. Wildly underperforming their XG though, um, only only scoring two against five point one in across those two first fixtures with Wolves and Villa. Mm. Um, you know, beating Newcastle, fair enough. But then, you know, that result against Tottenham was was kind of the start of, of a bit of a slip. And you know, then losing to Leicester again when they generated nearly three XG. An almighty um, Burnleying, a hilarious. <laughs> Wonderful holiday festive almighty Burnleying two point seven mm. to zero point six on that one. <laughs> yeah, just just got done. So you know now they can whinge and moan about all their COVID. Um, although they had ten false positives. Yeah, very strange. There must have been some dodgy had testing to close, going had, on. Couldn't couldn't practice, so had to close. No, postponed their Carabao Cup semi-final because they had to close their training ground, open the training ground again the next day, had 10 false positives, um, and then also Klopp was out and the assistant manager was out for the FA Cup game, um, I think. And yeah, then, you know, Salah, Mane, Keita, uh, are there any others at AFCON? I think it's just those three, maybe. Absolutely fucked it. Yeah, they did at least for both of those teams, I guess maybe I'll upgrade to a D because they did have the best single match of the entire tensile window in the Liverpool versus Chelsea match. That was very exciting and fun to watch from a neutral perspective, very painful to watch from a Chelsea perspective. So yeah, a D. I'll upgrade to a D. But yeah, they utterly, utterly failed in their one mission, which is to win the title. And they were in good place and now they are in bad place. So Yeah. 
decent. Bad place. Yeah. Second. <laughs> yeah, but it's expectation. You're you're dealing with. Oh, third. No, they're in third. Sorry, sorry. They are. They are fucked. They are below the Chelsea. Mud. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Get rid of. Imagine Klopp. being below Chelsea right now. Oh. Mudded. Fucking German Holloway. <laughs> Uh, we have a massive jump, as you might expect, hmm. to our last team in the tinsel window <sighs> from 13.7 expected points from Liverpool to 18.5 from Manchester City. Expected points, 21 actual points, 21. 24 goals scored <laughs> on 21 expected goals and five Goals allowed on five expected goals allowed. They are back on their bullshit, boys. They are City just <laughs> fucking running riot. This is that team that did 100 XG and 100 goals scored, which is impossible statistically. <laughs> I don't understand. They're doing their thing, man. Seven wins, no draws, no losses. Like what? I don't, you know. They're so fucking good. They're fun. Mm-hmm. Do I list out the fixtures? Fine. Why not? Arsenal, Brentford, Leicester, Newcastle, Leeds, Wolves and Watford teams. I don't know. It doesn't matter who they're playing. It's City. They're fucking incredible. Yeah, they're they. I, I think you said it best there with them being b- back at their bullshit. Um, <laughs> is, is that Sister Act? Sister Act three. Um, I think is that. Yeah, it just doesn't matter. They just dig out these players like they have their injury crisis and whatever. And Nathan Ake is playing at left back or whatever. Oh, now now he scores two goals. Oh, who's this kid Cole Palmer who looks like he's going through puberty? Oh, he's fucking incredible. Okay. Um, sure, sure, sure. Oh, Rodri's just gonna score from out outside the box and shithouse Arsenal fans. Um, it's, it's, oh, right, we've got Ferran Torres. Yeah, get rid of him. Don't need him. What? Doesn't make a difference. That is some money laundering, shady-ass nonsense going on there. No money. Barcelona, uh, we, we touched on it earlier with the Coutinho thing. Um, Barcelona today rewrote Samuel Umtiti's contract. Samuel Umtiti, who they want to get rid of and don't like. Um, he was contracted till 2026. They've redone his contract for the same period. He, he already had the contract for that period, but they've just dropped his salary massively oh. so that they could register Ferran Torres, who at the minute they haven't spent a penny on, technically. <laughs> well, it's unbelievable. But apparently they're back. It's wild. Um... <laughs> Yeah, City City are just fucking ridiculous. Their XG against Watford, 3.6. Wolves, 3.5. Leeds, 3.5. Newcastle, 3.1. Oh Leicester, God. 3.4. Like, it's it's they, unbelievable. Oh, I have no it's idea un- it was that ridiculous. Un- <laughs> 3.5 XG against Wolves, but only scored one. Wolves is like whole overperformance, basically, for the festive period defensively. <laughs> is that one match? It's like City and Liverpool getting like five goals. But yeah, the Leeds game, they it, it was only 3.5 XG, but it could have been so many more. Um, <laughs> the Leicester game was at least fun and just chaos. That it came back, I think it came back to 4-3 at one point, And then City just went, okay, <laughs> we'll do more goals. It's fine, You've guys. They've got potentially what we said Liverpool had a while ago. You know, running away with the league, getting this far ahead. Like, surely they have to win the fucking Champions League this year. <laughs> nope. Chelsea are defending. You heard it here first. We got to do something. <laughs> But is that the plan? Just get so far ahead in the Premier League that you can just uh, rest players for the last just like, PSG have to. six games. You know? They have to. There's there's no way. But, and, and it's been like, 
every year they've gradually got further and further. <laughs> Even with Pep on his like last eight bullshit where he just goes, oh, fuck it, I'm going to play an inverted Christmas tree formation <laughs> yeah. and have Zinchenko as my striker. Why not? And, and, and play Zach Steffen in midfield. Like, fuck it, just to confuse him. And really, it confuses his own team more. Um, but no, they're just a, a horrific destructive force that we've all come to terms with as being many money, many evil, many bad. <laughs> there's so, a COVID of the Oh no, come on. Sorry, I couldn't resist. We just live with their like omnipresence. We've got to learn to live with City. everything. Yeah, we've got to learn to live with them. Um, I mean, is he the best? You like Sir Alex had a 20 year career, right? So it's like a bit of apples and oranges. But Mm. you know how they say in boxing, like pound for pound? Is Pep pound for pound the best manager in the history of the English game? The only tricky thing I'd say about that is because Ferguson, with the longevity, had the what he reinvented that squad three, Two, three times. times. But it's yeah, and it's not just that he reinvented the squad; he also, with the shitter squads, still managed to win the league. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, when but you, Pep has yeah. seen the exit of an entire generation of City players. Like, when he took over, it was still Silva, Company, Aguero. Like, it hasn't been... Company only left two seasons ago. This is what I'm saying. Like, this was still the Yaya Toure City team that won the title when Pep took over, and now none of those guys are around. So there has been a transition there. Like, we're we're way underplaying that, I think. There's been a transition, but with no fallow period. Right. That's even more impressive. Yeah, but that isn't money. that so much more. But he's he's changing all four wheels on the I bus think, on the fly. I think I think you can say pound for pound in terms of impact in a five year period. I would say the the Guardiola part of it, yeah, is a lot better. But I'll I still think Ferguson is better. Is it too basic to say until they win a Champions League, I can't I can't put Pep up with. Alex Ferguson. I mean, it's the Messi argument, right? Like, can you, there's all those people that are like, "Well, we can't say Messi's the best of all time until he wins an international tournament." No, see, I don't Cup think it, I don't right? think that's the same because it, that depends on a country's. You know, it depends on the the players you can select from. That's a career. That's a career as a whole, as opposed to a fixed job period. I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily think the comparisons are the same. And also, people that say Messi had to win an international tournament are fucking yeah, yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah, that they I should... agree. Anyone who the guy scored ninety <laughs> goals, ninety-one goals in one fucking season. Yeah, I, I agree. Anyone who says that is ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, but he normalised. He gets fifty goals in a year, and you're just like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's the problem. What? You just you just forget how yeah. ri- fucking ridiculous that is. Not to go on a tangent on how he is categorically the best player of all time. <laughs> He's but... the COVID of individual player rankings. We've, just... <laughs> We've got to learn to live with Messi. <laughs> I'd say he's the flu. He's the flu because we have learned to live with him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. he's just he's just there. He's just life. No, I don't know, Ian. There's as much variance in the Champions League as there is in the World Cup. Like, I don't. There's so much noise in that. I don't think the no, best. No, but team I just think it. we're talking about managers, and when you manage a, you've you've moved it to a player who plays for a country where. He, does, oh, he doesn't saying. have control over the players he's playing with and etc. Pep has ultimate control over the... Well, he doesn't. You know what I mean? It's director of footballs and stuff these mm. days. But, but you know, Pep has to sort of reinvent that squad, whatever. But he hasn't won a Champions League. And until... 
we always talk about how that's the pen- pinnacle of club football. Yeah. And until he does that, I can't put in with Alex Ferguson, even though he's clearly an amazing manager. I think he's tactically probably more astute than Alex Ferguson. There's a But there's a level of man management um, that I'm not 100% sure Pep has. We've called him the... the football pervert many times and the, the, he's a weird bloke that much is clear and I think Alex Ferguson was better with uh, uh, man management with his with his players and I think that matters and I know that's yeah. old school or whatever but it does it does matter and I think I can't put him up there with Alex Ferguson until he wins a Champions League I think I also realise, I'll just go back to that argument, I realise Pep has won the Champions League. I'm just talking about with City specifically. Two different, I just yeah, I yeah, suddenly realised. two different teams. Yeah, yeah, I okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> suddenly thought, oh, people are going to think I don't realise that Pep has won the Champions League. But yeah, OK. Yeah, there is no football outside the Premier League. <laughs> I just League. wanted to make it clear I did know that. <laughs> Famously, he only cares about the Premier League, of OK. Course. Are we all thoroughly depressed about how Man City is steamroller in the Premier League? I'm not even mad, to be honest with you. If it was Liverpool, I'd be furious. You would be, yeah. But, yeah. like, they're so beautiful to watch. I just yeah. really appreciate them. Like, obviously, I'm upset that that it's no longer Chelsea and it was Chelsea. But, like, I don't know. It's, it, if it was Liverpool that ran away with it, because mm. they were scary for a while there, I'd be fucking livid. But I'm not. I'm just like, oh, wow. You know, it's like when Baxter, what does he do? He eats a whole table in Anchorman? I'm not it's even mad. Whole- I'm just, Whole what is it that the cheese. dog does? I haven't seen that movie in like 10 a years. A whole wheel of cheese. A whole wheel of cheese. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad. I'm just impressed. That's my reaction to City. I'm not even mad. You I'm pooped, just impressed. You pooped in the refrigerator. <laughs> oh, well, enough of this glass case of emotion. Um, that's the tinsel window. So I hope you've been paying attention because we got a quiz. A, a, f- a festive quiz. Quiz. A uh, festive uh, step into tinsel window. Step into tinsel window. Answering questions forever and ever. Wrote a quiz today. Hope it's not too bad. Question and answer. Deal with it, you pricks. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Um, yeah, sure. Feliz Ano Nuevo. Something like that. Um, yeah, I've done a, a, a quiz based on the window of tinsel. Um, that we have just had. Um, most of the answers probably already happened in the pod. So, you know, Yay. we'll see if we listen to each other. <clears throat> yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. My drink ran out too early and now I've got that. Oh. <laughs> Get it, getting to the end of podcast voice. Mm. So without further ado, there will be eight questions in total. Some are multi-part. If there's a tie, I'll figure out a tiebreaker. Um, firstly, really simple. How many goals were scored in the tinsel window? Is it 158, 168 or 178? I appreciate the multiple choice. I do like a multiple choice, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, some some of them are multiple choice. Um, 158, 168, 178. Question two. How many goals were conceded in the tinsel window? (laughs) Ah, I got you. (laughs) I was like, uh, okay. You both thought for a second. I just wanted to shout for your faces. Yeah, Yeah, I was confused. Yeah, no, I enjoyed that. I, I genuinely nearly wrote it as a question earlier. For the second! <laughs> Which four teams done the most goals? Which four teams done the most goals? It would have been great as well if you'd have left it and one of us would have done different answers. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, I remember that game where Watford did negative 10 afterwards. Yeah. Next question. Which three teams... Question three. Which three teams concede most goals? While I give these guys a bit of a chance to write down. Uh, just thought I'd let you know that you can indeed sponsor this podcast, should you so wish. Might not guarantee an increase in quality, but, um, you know, might feel better about it. And, and at least we can buy a few more beers at the Christmas meetup. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Mars Offside Pod for more information about all the tears and lovely goodness. Question four. Which three teams conceded the least goals? The most miserly of teams. Miserly team, that's good. Miserly. The Ebenezer Scrooges of the Tinsel Window didn't want to give fuck all away. Question five. Norwich. Lovely Norwich. The Canaries. The Norfolk whatever they are on um, Pez. What is their relegation percentage now on 538? Oh, shit, that was said, wasn't it? Is it? Is it? 89%, 91%, or 93%. The way you both wrote then makes me think you've both said the same answer. (laughs) Did we both move at the same time? You both moved at the same option. (laughs) That's That's funny. funny. Uh, Question six. Which team underperformed their XG by the most, which was by 5.14 goals? Jesus, that's a lot. Was it? Totteringham's Hotspur. Oh, but I know it without the choices. Don't read the choices. <laughs> Norwich. I've written them down now, you prick. Okay. All right, all right. Norwich City or Liverpool. Or, sorry, Loserpool <laughs> FC. Thank you. <laughs> Question seven. Which player scored the most goals in the tinsel window? And I guess extra point for how many? Um, I've got multiple choice if you want multiple choice. Yes, please. Yeah. Oh, funny that. How the tables are fucking turned. And he doesn't know the answer. <laughs> was it Jorginho, Bukayo Saka, or Raheem Sterling? And final of the questions, by points per game, who had the best tinsel window, Chelsea, Tottenham, or Arsenal? Okay, how many goals scored in the tinsel window? There was... Same as the number of conceded. <laughs> 158. Cling. 158. City scored 24 of them, um, which is 50, <laughs> 15% That's of all the goals were scored by one Good Lord. team. Four teams what done the most goals. Manchester City yep. with 24. Arsenal with 16. Check. And tied on 12 are Chelsea and West Ham. I got three out of four. I got three out of four. I got Chelsea and Spurs for yeah. So yeah, that's what I had as well. Chelsea and Spurs. Problem is, Spurs played a lot less games. Right. Yeah. So that's why. I yeah. Think yeah. Did, uh, Eleven. But anyway, three teams. What done conceded the most goals were Leeds with seventeen, mm-hmm. Norwich City with fourteen, mm-hmm. and Newcastle United hey, with twelve. In. Oh, well done. I went Watford for the last one. So yeah. Mm. Okay. Ooh. Uh, three teams that were the most miserly conceded less goals. Wolves, of course, conceded the less, 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 least, 
with two goals in five games and then with three goals apiece, Manchester United and Tottenham Hotspur Ooh, conceded God, the dear. least. Yeah, I only got Wolves, one of those. Man U, Spurs. I got two of those. Ouch, two of those. I think I'm in trouble. Basically, yeah. Norwich's relegation percentage on 538 <laughs> is 91%. Oh, I already know no. you both... What? You didn't get that right? No, I said 93. But remember, I'm on a delay because I'm across the ocean. <laughs> you were the one that said it. <laughs> what? I know. I, I, I don't know. I, I actually listened, Oscar. There you go. I was too busy reading. <laughs> Which team underperformed their XG the most? And that was Liverpool. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Liverpool underperformed their XG by 5.14. Norwich by 3.3. And Tottenham by 2.3. Seven. Uh, the player what scored the most goals of the tinsel window was Raheem Sterling. Oh, no. Yes. I got and Sterling. he scored... Three. Uh, three? Yeah. You're fucking... You're an idiot. What? Uh, the correct I answer was four. Five. 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 Raheem Sterling was on five. Jorginho and Saka were both four as well. No, um, I said Saka I... four, but neither of those well, is the right answer. I mean, so you were right, but it was just you just answered the wrong question. Correct. Um, by <laughs> points per game, who had the best tinsel window? Chelsea, Tottenham, or Arsenal? Oscar already knows it's not Chelsea. Nope. Spurs. It was. It was Tottenham Hotspur with two two point two points per game to Arsenal's two points per game. Top up your scores out of a possible. I don't know, like seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. 16. I got 11. Oh, you got 11. Which means Ian can choose whose music he plays now. It's up to you. New York. New Year, new hymn. Congratulations, Oscar Puente. Arresting, arresting your slide in the quiz to bring it back maybe to uh, Ian 6 Oscar 5 um, no it's well, tied now Ian is ahead by 1 nah, he also was it's by like 8-7 eight, or 8-8 eight, eight. <laughs> we're losing quizzes at this point Look, it's 6-5 six, it's six, um, <laughs> I'll take it I mean you're the quiz wizard so yeah we are in the middle of a game week who knows what the fuck is going on maybe the games are happening maybe they're not uh, we got Southampton Brentford and West Ham Norwich this week um, and then straight away on Friday Chucky's big 3-1 Brighton Palace oh, fuck if we don't win when it's on my birthday it's on my birthday oh, right then there we go into Saturday um, Man City Chelsea oh, you're fucked uh, Burnley Leicester Newcastle, Watford, Norwich, Everton, Wolves, Southampton, Aston Villa, Manchester United, Sunday, Liverpool, Brentford, West Ham, Leeds, Spurs, Arsenal, and then it is a double game week for all you FPL and draft nerds out there. Tuesday, the 18th, we got Burnley, Watford, Brighton, Chelsea, uh, and then Wednesday, Leicester, Spurs, probably not. And um, mm-hmm. Brentford, Man United. Oh, yeah, and also Leicester play earlier on the 15th as well. That probably won't happen as well. So, um, lots of games. Yeah. And with that, uh, I think it's done, clearly it's time to get out of here. That's Oscar's- <laughs> Oscar has an alarm to say when he's literally had fucking enough. So, thank you very much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure to have the three of you back in this most glorious 20 of 22 say goodbye Oscar Puente happy birthday Ian I love you happy almost birthday Chuck I love you too 
Yeah, thank you very much. Say goodbye, birthday boy Ian the Stimson. Cheers, mate. Happy birthday to you, Chuck. And thank you to producers Johnny, Nate, Mark, Sam, Jeff, Andy Pemprez, who's from Sutton.